Yes, sir. Team no sleep in the building. None at all. No those. Bro, no those in the house. I almost <laughs> forgot to bring us on camera. I was I was in the back vibing to the intro again. <laughs> there we go, man. There I, we go. I almost forgot to bring us on camera, man. God. Yeah, God. I was I was I was hitting the <laughs> That's how you no, bring it. That's sure. how you bring that energy, though, brother. What, what, Montel? What's happening now? It's uh, what's man, Sunday? man. Sunday, man. We're doing good. It's the seventeenth. We're yes, blessed sir. again. Do another weekend, man. We're blessed to have sports again. One more game. Um, you know, blessed to have you know these playoffs kicking off, entertaining everybody. I'm happy, you know. Um, you know, the one downer we, you know, we got the let them play movement in California with the high school sports. You know, big shout out to them. You know, um. But uh, we got to keep it moving, man, with the professional stuff. And as long as we stay entertained and stay focused, we're going to be all right. Look at you. You you, you just wrapped up everything right there in, in like five minutes. You, you, done told, <laughs> <laughs> you done told the last show, this show, and what we're doing next week. But um, tell, me, tell me something. Let, let's talk about you, man. I understand special day today, brother. Let's, let, let's give some congratulations and some happy birthday shouts out to the, to the youngster in the house. Oh, yeah, man. Home. Yeah, my, my 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 young queen Sydney Morgan, Sydney Morgan Allen. There's a birthday today, 13th. Yeah. My other look, my other little queen Alina Allen. Her birthday was last week on the 17th, and I mean on the 7th. And then my daughter's uh, Jordan's birthday is coming up the first week of February, man. So all my three daughters is their birthday coming up. So I'm I'm blessed, very love blessed, it. man. Love it, love it, and uh, I like that name, Jordan. You know that that's that was my firstborn too. So my daughter is is a Jordan, named her after Michael, named her yeah. after the greatest player of all time. <laughs> That was, yep. that was didn't matter if it was gonna be a boy or a girl. The first one coming out was gonna was gonna be named Jordan. So that, that, we're gonna be the goat, huh? Straight up, straight out the bat. First know. one naming it to go. Yeah, there yes, you sir. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Man. You off tomorrow? You know, a little holiday. Oh, yeah, let's, man. Let's yeah, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. Shout you know, out to Dr. Dr. Martin Luther the, the King. Uh, yeah, Dr. King, man, in the in the in the movement and just you know, the, the civil rights just paying much respect. To what the way that he's paved, you know, yeah. the way he paid for us, the way he paid for us to even have stuff like this to be online to be able to speak our opinions and uh talk our talk. Exactly. Um, I just think we, I just think again, man, we we blessed, and we always want to look at the negative things and things can get better or the glass half empty, half full. Right, right now, it's time to look at look at it half full and you know be praised for his accomplishments he did because he paved the way for a lot of us to be able to do some things. Him and brother Malcolm, obviously, yes, you know, yeah. Martin, Martin 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 was the man, so. Um, man, I wish we had more like him, you know, you know, one, that's why he's a one of a kind. Yep, so that's yep. why we celebrate. That's why we celebrate him on the day. True. On tomorrow. True. I think, I think each and every one of us, irregardless of, uh, race, religion, creed needs to step up to the plate and do our own thing as well. And, 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 and you know, I, I surround myself with, with folks that are doing that, trying to, as my old boss used to say, make a dent in the universe, right? That's all yep. we're trying to do. So, you know, and, and I count you in, in that in that uh, crew there, brother. You know, you're doing some big things. And, you know, we we just trying to come here, entertain, enlighten, and educate. That's that's yep. one of the, the mantras of what we do. Um, football is happening right now, like, like we are, like you said at the beginning, pro football. Mm-hmm. I know folks right now got one eye probably on the game and one eye on us, hopefully, because there's a lot of activity going on right now. But... Uh, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna put it on out there because I know I know you was probably gonna tease your boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know you was thinking about teasing your boy because um, Tomlin, Ben, all, all of them, everybody that lived in Pittsburgh, we all we we all kind of disappointed right now. It just it just didn't go the way we wanted it to go. So. I'm a. I mean, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but since you brought Man, it on, I, up, I'm not gonna say it nothing. It's heavy on my heart, so I, I had to say. Yeah. So I, I can't. You I'm, know, it's like. A, <laughs> I mean, 
I think I think um, at some point with Pittsburgh, my observation was you know they went ten to zero, and when they got to that eleven game mark, something changed, and I'm not quite sure what it was in their whole team philosophy or their system. Um, obviously, the competition got a little bit better, but if, at some point they stopped responding to Tomlin, and and on top of that, Ben was playing bad. So that's that right there is a losing combination. Period. No matter in what in any any profession, if you start quarterback and your quarter, if the team is not listening to the quarter the, the head coach and the quarterback is playing bad, it's really hard for everybody to get on the same page and win. Um, I think that's a part of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not quite sure what's in line for Pittsburgh. I mean, Tomlin's been there for a while. I know he's successful getting them to the playoffs, but it seems like over the last couple of years, it's, it's having a harder and harder time getting them over the hump. Also, we attribute injuries to that. Obviously, that's a, that's a part of football. Um, a lot of injuries has happened to him, especially the key players coming down the stretch. Um, but I, I do see Ben's decline in play. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. I mean, he, he's, he's been there, done that, and it didn't didn't seem like himself. Uh, Big Ben of, of old out there mm-hmm. on, on the field. But um, I don't know if he's done, man. I, I don't. I, you know, again, you, you got the rings, and you know, you've got the you got the history already of what you've done. You just, I just can't see someone of his caliber or what his caliber used to be going out the way that they went out this season. You know, you got, I mean, I, I can see pride setting in, but also I can see, man, you know, sometimes that's, sometimes, see, that's, that, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. I think yeah, it's the pride. he, he yeah, can't just, just step away. Right. I mean, he may not want to step away, but I think it's starting to dictate his game. He's going to have to, and I know he's, he's not going to take a backup role. I don't see Ben True. being True. a, being a mentor role. So I'm going to take a backup. I think he'll, you know, remove himself from the game before that happens. But I believe at this point in this stage of his career, his skills are starting to diminish. It's starting to slow. The ball doesn't come out with as much zip as it does all the time. He's not read. The defenses are starting to move a little bit faster than they were before because the game is not as slow as it was for him anymore. And he's still taking hits. I mean, all that attribute coming together um, and, you know, you just start to lose. You know, the one tackle you can't avoid is father time. No, you know, he father time may, makes a tackle on everybody in the NFL. Listen, so you, far, you drop dropping some gems on him right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just believe caught up to him. I think um if Ben was to come back another year, I think they'll probably have to. I think personally, I think Pittsburgh will even do worse because I think wow. people I figured out the well, I figured out the code. Um, if the, the running game is not working working smooth, leave it in the Big Ben's hands. And right now. I don't think he has the confidence, nor does the team have the confidence that he will win and pull the game out in the end. You know, before five years, six, seven years ago, Ben got the ball in the last two minutes. You're like, oh, oh, Pittsburgh gonna make a move yeah. and come back. I don't think that same confidence is within the team no more that he can be able to make the throw, like the plays that he could before. Let's be real, man. He has two great receivers, Juju Smith and the young brother that's from uh, um, out of University of Pitt. I forgot his name, um, but they are dying. Yeah, I think they're one of the best up and coming duels. Coming up, he has a, a, a fairly decent run game. It's Ben. It's not everybody else. Everybody else is doing their job. It's Ben that's not making the right decisions at the point. So I just think he needs to take a step back, review his career to see if he really wants to come back and play. And those who want to compete. And then does Tomlin needs to make that assessment. Is he's is Ben the guy I want to be able to bring back and ready to go? Or do we yeah, or, or to move forward? Forward and get them a young quarterback either in the draft or acquire a young quarterback in the you know in the them take the step to go forward yeah yeah because uh yeah you're, you're right uh you know juju smith he's not out there dancing on people's logos anymore after uh <laughs> after mm. the embarrassment but i think he pro- you were probably talking about claypool chase claypool that's a bad man right so i think the team is yeah claypool younger. Yeah, exactly i think yeah, a wonderful receiver younger for pittsburgh mm. but you know who is still and, ben, and ben's getting older that's the thing <laughs> 
Yeah, but no. So exactly. I'm gonna tell you who's still throwing that ball at a at a relatively seasoned age. That that Aaron Rodgers. He still got he still got it going. I think he's play. I, from what I saw from him the other day, I think he's playing some of the best ball that he's ever played. He's still got that little fling of being able to get that ball out there, moving quick in the pocket. Uh, seeing the entire field, he's he just got a different level of IQ about what's going on in the game. So I I, I like watching Aaron, Aaron Rodgers play. Aaron Rodgers right now is probably playing the best ball he's ever played in his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game still continues to slow down for him, which is amazing. It the talent he has, Monte Adams is better. You know, in the last, he's probably he's arguably one of the best receivers playing Aaron. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, where before you know he wasn't even on the map, and Aaron's been able to do that throughout his career from the guys all the way now to to, to Mr. Adams. Um, Aaron is playing at a super high level. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, he's not, he's not, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. He, he's he's going to keep playing right yeah, right yeah. there in Lambo until he gets another ring or two. So, yeah, yeah, I don't see, I don't. And uh, I think Pittsburgh, I think Green Bay has a good shot going to the Super Bowl this year. To be honest with you, Definitely. especially if you got to go through Green Bay. If you got to go through Green Bay, it's going to be tough it's to be beat tough. You. And it's going to be well, it's going to be cold because they got to go back and play one more time at least. <laughs> so it's going to be cold. <laughs> Let, let's talk about um, the other side of that, right? So Buffalo, good lord, Buffalo then came out and and, and took down Brother Jackson. Mm. You know, took took down Lamar, but you know. The Ravens will be back. I mean, they, they, they still they still are a hard-hitting team. They still got a lot of speed and, you know, Lamar out there doing his thing. But, man, I'm, I'm impressed with the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills coming through and actually doing something this season because uh, uh, everyone you – know, look, we we always make fun of them. Yeah, come on, you, you laugh at them because they had some terrible seasons, but that Josh Allen's got a rocket on his arm, man, and he can throw that ball. So, I, I think – I think – um. Buffalo's done some exciting things with Josh, uh, you know, uh, get, uh, the receiver. Damn, I forgot his name, man. I'm slipping right now. I've been drinking a little What's bit too much you, for brother? my daughter's birthday. Oh, what you, oh, you, you started early, brother. You know what? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Yeah, you, you started yeah, early. Well, it's, it's, it's your kid's birthday. Yeah, Stefan. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stefan. I mean, Stefan's – I mean, Diggs is like, man – Probably the best receiver, or I was. I'm gonna. T- I'll go out and he is the best possession receiver in the league. You know, hands down, guys, is, he's amazing. And I, but and I, I, I think I, I give Buffalo all the credit in the world. Don't get me wrong, Buffalo did their thing, but I also believe that if Lamar Jackson doesn't change his game or or add being a pocket passer to his game, That's he will continue. To, he will continue to leave out of the out of the lead in the first or second round in the playoffs because it's. When you give defensive coordinators at that level a week or two to prepare for him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're they're figuring out what his weaknesses are, and he and he's not able to over overcome them. I I hate to say it, I mean I know he got hit with the concussion, but the backup quarterback looked better than him during the game. Wait, wait, look, who, who, wait, wait, who are you talking about? You talking about Lamar? You talking about uh, you? Did you already? Lamar, no, in, in in the Ravens, Hudley was okay, Hudley. Yeah, no, that's right. No, yeah, yeah that's, he that's looked right. he looked sharper and better than Lamar did before Lamar went out with the hit. True. So. Um, I, I I think Lamar needs to add more dimensions to his game. I think he's the best athlete in the NFL, but he's not the best quarterback. 
in the NFL. Uh, that's a good point. That's that's a good uh, differentiation there to make. Yeah, yeah. You started talking about concussions because I was thinking about your boy Mahomes. Who? who oh yeah, Mahomes, man. I mean, you know, in Mahomes, I mean, to to Kansas City's credit, Chad Henney can't be able to able to come in the game. Yeah, get over the win. But again, you know, they got this win. Mahomes, you know, they had the lead. They got this win. But going into next week, if Mahomes is not back and they get it, they, and defensive coordinators get to play against Chad Henney, Buffalo's going to get to play against Chad Henney. Man, I think. Buffalo's Buffalo might be able to write their ticket to the Super Bowl. Um, because Chad Henney, you gotta think when you're in the game and when you're in the, in that kind of level, you game plan for a certain quarterback. You game plan for what they do True. with that quarterback. True. And you always notice in the NFL, once a quarterback changes out, I don't care if it's you know with the 49ers or they change if you're preparing for Guapalo and then they bring another quarterback in, you always see the offense get another spark and kind of things different because yeah. Things start to change. The dynamic changes with the game with a different quarterback. Timing, timing is off. Yeah, and more false starts right at the beginning, or right when they had that switch because or or, or they call different plays because the quarterback's able to yeah. do the same things the other quarterback does. So the plays that you're used to looking at are on third and seven that they would normally do. Now they got to do something different, so it throws your whole game plan off as a defense. That's true. I think I think now Buffalo has a week to play for Pat. You know, plan for Chad Henney. It's going to be a different game. Chad is not going to look that great like he did today. He looked great today <laughs> coming in as a backup and saving the day. I'm telling you right now, a week planning, he ain't gonna look all that good. Yeah, you know, he, 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 if he gonna, if he has to start against the uh, the Bills, you know, Bills Mafia coming out there. But you know, we, we do hope Mahomes is, is better. But you, you almost you almost assumed, that, and um, uh, I, I apologize to my Cleveland Browns fans. We almost kind of assumed that Kansas City was gonna pull the game out today against the Browns. But uh, look, May, Mayfield did his thing. He he was out there. Uh, he tried to pull another one out the hat for the for for the Cleveland for the dog pound but Cleveland Cleveland has nothing to be ashamed of Cleveland Cleveland is that team they're right there on the crust of of jumping over and I hate to say it I think they leap leapfrogged your boys Pittsburgh Steelers now is who's going to be dominating that conference yeah yeah I know I I agree with it I don't I don't I don't want to hear it though but uh, but (laughs) you you know sometimes you don't want to hear the truth you just you you just want to you know a little white lie I mean that and if if OJ Beckham decides to come back and healthy that adds another dimension Mm -hmm. to their game um the running game they they have the best one-two punch at the running game I think in the draft this year in the draft they're only going to get better, adding some more elements to their defense and to their offensive line. Their tight end is is is, is all pro. I mean, Cleveland is on their own point to be there in the next. You know, I know the window's small, but they look they're going to be competitive for the next four or five years. They should to be, be in that position to be to be able to play play at that high level. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think they got and I, I think players in place. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. I think they're ready. I think that you come to this game next year with Cleveland a little bit stronger, a little bit more, a little more, you know, a little more swag on them, a little more, more, more experience. We'll see. It'll be. It won't be. It won't be. Hey, you know, uh, they barely peel. I think it's gonna be like no one will be surprised if Cleveland beats them. That's that will be the, that will be the 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 the, the, the title. They, of the they, con- they, won't, they won't be kind of the last stock, right? They they won't be the uh, the Miamis or the or the New York Jets. They won't they won't yeah. be them. They'll, they'll be they'll actually have a little little clout, especially yeah. getting this far in the season. So uh, it, exactly, and I think the only thing that's gonna hold them back is injuries. As long as they can stay healthy, they'll be perfectly fine. That's true. That's true. Well, right now we we tied up. It's a it's a brand new ball game, twenty to twenty. Tampa Bay man. against New Orleans. You know, thirteen minutes forty six in the fourth. So can you yeah. imagine? I mean, this brother Tom Brady is playing at the age of what? Four, what is it? Forty three. Forty three. He's eighty five years old. I told man, you, man. That dude years old, man. That dude, and he he's definitely solved the Da Vinci Code on the age thing playing in the yeah. game because he he he's. I mean, yeah, he's man. still playing at a high level. 
He's, he's probably, I mean, Tom Brady, in my opinion, is probably the he's either one or two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the game with his success. I know he's a system quarterback, being in Belichick system, he had a lot of the success in, but he's showing that he can go outside it outside and still have success at an old age, at an older age yeah. and be very effective, be very not only effective, be very, very dominant, and to be able to still lead these young guys. I don't think people realize how hard it is for an older person to lead a lot of these young guys. These young guys got a lot of egos. Um, they don't like to, you know, they don't like to listen, but yeah. for some reason they're very, they really respect him and they crowd around him. And now look at them playing right now. They're one game away from being to, you know, being in the uh, NFC Jet championship and two games away from being in the Super Bowl. That's true. Let me, let me pivot on that a little bit because uh, the statement that you just made, and, and again, you, you work with the youth a lot, right. In terms mm-hmm. of uh, high school football and, 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 and college football. How how is that dynamic, right? When you when you bring in a coach, you bring in someone at season and try to sit down and and, and chop it up with these young cats. You know, how, mm-hmm. are, are you seeing the the level of respect? Are, are they listening when when you bring in an outside resource who's been there, done that, who's got some hardware? You know, who, who mm-hmm. knows the game inside and out? Are, are, are they are the young cats saying that? No, don't worry about me. Uh, just somebody need to give me a shoe deal. Don't they don't they know uh, me already? Or, you know, what's the, what's the uh, conversation? I think I let me speak for my. I, I'll speak from where I came from, and then I can kind of speak what I've seen. I know when I well, – I had an, we had a coaching change when I was playing football, um, mm-hmm. and I was resistant, period. I wanted my old coach back. I love my old coach. Um, we had a new guy coming with a new philosophy that had a tradition of a winning record when he took over our, took over the head coaching job at Humboldt, uh, Mr. Fred Whitmire. Um, mm-hmm. And I was very disrespectful to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a starter. You know, what he was saying, he, he, he came from a philosophy – um, that was very different from the old, our old coach, our old coach was super aggressive, you know, no holes bar. We take no prisoners. He came with a different philosophy and I just, I wasn't one. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. Didn't care about hearing it. I want to continue to be dominant the way we were and we were still successful with him. It's just, I was, I wasn't on the same page as him. And I look back at it and I was, I was wrong, you know, 100% wrong. And I think, um, same thing when I see with younger kids, or especially in the collegiate world, when you have an older person come and take in or a new person take the reins, yeah. you see resistance in certain people. They just don't want to, they don't want to, they don't either want to change from what was there, what was there before, or they just, they just don't want to vibe with the person. They don't want to accept it. They don't want to accept change. It's a human nature. You hate to accept change. Um, and I think it just takes effect in there. Now, can it coexist and be successful? I think it can, but also it's also a difficult coexistence. It's a challenging coexistence. You always got to, Kind of fight for your fight for your territory, or fight for your right, or fight for your voice. Um, and it's all you know. Like I said, it all settles in the, in the end of the day when the dust settles. You know, winning trumps everything, especially in sports. If you're winning, people don't care. Kind of just goes every, it goes away. We'll just deal with it. We'll deal with it in the back fan. It only comes to surface when you're losing. And that's true. You know? And 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 again, I think about it as well too. You you got a whole different class or or. or personality of folks you know so mm-hmm. football you got these alpha personalities and again everyone swears they're the shutdown corner everyone swears they're the you know the the, the wide out who can go and, and make 20 extra yards mm-hmm. a, after after the catch that kind of thing you know they're the best qb out there they can see defenses and, and, and run do, do all that but so when you got all those a a personalities and you got all of this this competitive nature i mean you want you you want that spirit and you want that passion of, of every time you go out there and, and hit the field hit the diamond hit the hit the court whatever the case may be but 
man, you, you got to listen too, because because you know, come on, kids, and come on, folks. <laughs> there, there's mm. there've been folks that have been there before uh, you who, who can actually give yeah. you a little bit of knowledge, right? Listen to these folks. I I I, I think the, the 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 what separates the good from the great. There are mm. two things. It's the work you do outside your craft, you know, the working out and the preparation to get there. And then also, like you said, there's a second aspect, the listening and the knowledge. You know, LeBron doesn't come become LeBron unless he listens to Michael Jordan, what advice he, they gave him coming into the league. He doesn't get that when he doesn't listen to veterans. As great as the athlete as he is, LeBron's the king, you know, supposed to be the king. He's not LeBron James unless he's listened to the Kobe Bryants when Kobe gave him advice. When he missed that game-winning shot and somebody says he's going to be all right, pats him on the back. Look, I've been there before. You're going to be fine. You know, keep shooting it. Yeah. Those are all lessons learned that you have to do along with preparation, along with your skill set. Those make you great. Now, the ones that are good, they're just on the field and they're good, but they don't pre either prepare as hard or they don't like to listen. It's only two things that separate from being good and great. Actually, I, agree. I agree with that. Um I'm trying to figure out the, the the flow of the show here, but you know we we we're going into a certain <laughs> direction, and and I like where we're going because because I I got the table of contents or I got the agenda here, but I'm, I'm switching it up as as that's why I'm on the little screen right now. But we good, we good. But the things that you're talking about right there, I guess, have me questioning and asking about Harden, right? So James Harden, crying, begging, uh, upset, pouting in the in the Houston Rockets locker room, talking about uh, I, I'm too good for y'all. That was his last interview, right? Yep, when, when, mm -hmm. when they got beat by the Lakers, he said, you know, we're just not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to get out of here. Uh, this is not where I need to be. I want to go to Brooklyn. No. Okay. Next thing you know, multi-million multi dollar deal, all kinds of first-round draft picks, all kinds of concessions. He's over there now. He's in Brooklyn. He's got he's he's back with um, KD. Uh, mm -hmm. KD, right? They, they, they've got history, good history. Mm -hmm. And they got your boy uh, Kyrie, who, who 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 don't know how to stay home when it's not, Con it's not the, the Kanye West of the NBA. I call him the Kanye West of the NBA. <laughs> Kyrie just need to sit down, man. You can't be going. I love you. I'm, I know you love your family, and I know you want to go spend time with your sister on her birthday, but you're not supposed to be going out to these parties and disobeying COVID protocol. That's why you're not yeah. playing right now. But that brother, so, he's <laughs> bipolar or something. He got, he got his own agenda. Like I said, he's the Kanye West of the NBA. He got things that he need to deal with too. Right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But talk, to us, talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on that again, right? So someone like um, Harden, you know, I uh, think that, I, that, that, that big ego, that big personality, you know, first thing he said when he got to Brooklyn, I'm elite, I'm elite defender i'm an elite shooter i'm i'm mm -hmm. this this and this we, we, we've seen you play we know you can do some things but how do you think that resonates when he walks into that locker room i think he i think to be honest with you that humbles him going to new jersey because now i have to compete to be the best player on the court or the best player on my team because mm -hmm. you have katie and kyrie there so that humbles that that kind of conversation but he also could show what he can add because the skill set is 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 very very good very high I think let's go back to the beginning of the conversation, like him wanting to be traded from Houston and wanting to leave. I believe there's two. There's always three stories. You know, harder stories, Houston story, than the truth. I believe. Why would you want a player that's unhappy with being to be with the organization to even play for you, regardless? Because he's not going to give you his hundred percent ever. So I think he said a lot of things and did a lot of things to get himself out of that situation because he never long wanted to be there. Granted, I know he signed the contract and doing all that, but in today's age, you know, if you're not happy or whatever, they feel that you you should have the, the opportunity to change your jobs or go where you want to. Um, 
that's a debatable. That's a whole different conversation whether you want to debate that or not. I think that he was saying anything and doing anything to get himself out of the organization. Whether did he really mean that or not? Saying they they were not they weren't good. And they're all professional athletes, so they're all good. Right. I mean, I think it was just a slap in the face of Houston. And I think, it, like I said, he was going to say any comment, whatever he had to do to kind of just ease himself out of that situation to get traded. Obviously, the easiest way is to make sure make sure you're not locked on liked in the locker room to get yourself traded. Right? You can't can't coexist with the other eleven players. We need to yeah. get you out of here. Yeah, I think he he accomplished that and he got out. He's out of there now. Now him landing in New Jersey, I think, is hopefully the best situation for himself. Um, I hope he, you know, him and Durant, like you said, they do have history. Kyrie's there. They got a other lot of veterans on that team, and they got a coach with Steve Nash, a new Steve coach with new Steve Nash, that understands how to play in those games and be in those games to be able to give him the green light. And you, you saw his first game, thirty oh, a triple double, first game yeah. out. So, so I obviously, if he's happy, I mean, it's scary to have him happy. <laughs> to be honest, Trump playing basketball. Because you know, yeah, he was no, doing no, that, he, being unhappy. Yeah, now you know, he's happy. That's, you, you know he don't like to pass too. You know he like to he he like to do like <laughs> Steph Curry and shoot from all the way behind the three point. He look like shoot at half court. But you know we'll, we'll see how it works out. So first, yeah, that, you know, that's, that's over time. Yeah, that, right. right, right off the gate, it looks it looks good. It looks it looks real. It looks like it's gonna be unstoppable combination in the East. Um, I just believe that um, I think, but Durant is gonna be that 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 even kilt guy. I think that uh, when things get tough and he's he's struggling. Durant will pick up the slack. I think when there's a problem, Durant will be able to overcome it. And the crazy part about it, man, what's so crazy is those three, those three guys and any given night can hit 50 points at will. That's the scary part where I can say, you know what? I'm, I don't really feel it tonight, man. You, you, you take all the shots. I'm done. I'm, I'm, and, and, and the crazy part, he can take all the shots and make them all and get his 50 or 60 without no problem. So I think that's a scary dynamic within that, those three guys. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them play against the Milwaukee's um, and, and, you know, I think the Heat to get their stuff together in Boston. But right now, and I mean, even over everybody who's Lakers fans, whatever, New Jersey just bumped up. They just inched themselves up a whole nother level if everything works out between those three. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a Lakers fan. I, I am rocking some Kobe gear tonight, though. I, I'm showing, showing <laughs> there you some, go. some love and respect for Kobe. I'm not necessarily – Rocking, rocking Lakers for for any particular reason. I'm so, but uh, just showing hey, some. Love. Hey, on the on the side note, on the side yeah. note, I, I and I don't care who's listening. And my boys know me. I'm a official Laker hater. I can't stand the Lakers. <laughs> but 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 I'm not one of those guys that just don't like them because they're bandwagon. I my, I have reasonings. I can't stand them because of Robert Horry, what he did to the Kings when he hit that doggone shot. Oh yeah, he he did, man. That, man. That, you still remember that too? Yeah, huh? hey, I'm gonna remember that, and I'm gonna hate. That's why I hate him. So I mean, anybody want to know why I'm gonna hate he him? Did one of those too yeah, when, yeah, when he yeah. hit that. He, he did the little <laughs> wave too. Cowbells so, were ringing, but he still hit that that well, dagger shot. Chris Webber's knocked it out, and he hit that doggone three. I've I've hated him ever since. So if y'all want to know why I'm a hater, that's why I'm a hater. I respect. I'll respect him, but I'm I hate. Or <laughs> ain't suited up in, in in ten years, and you you still carry. Yeah, still carry that one right there, man. I'm gonna hold that one for a minute. Yeah, that was that was that was tough because that was that was the shot. That was you know never, there was never, there was not gonna be any other chance for the for the Kings to to get to. To ever level. get to the shot, yeah. To ever and, get to the ship. And Corey hit it and, and waved at y'all. You know, God, so, you know, did, did the yeah. day just you know wave at everyone. Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's all good though. That's crazy. That's crazy. So we got uh, we got a little football action. Talked a little basketball. Uh, I haven't heard too much about. You know, they were having a lot of COVID issues with with the uh, with the NBA this season. I haven't heard anything really popping up special or 
out of the ordinary this week. But have you heard anything about you know how folks now, are preparing and I taking care of them? I think the COVID is still is still out there. We can't we can't dis, dis, be dismissive of it. Yep. Um, I think we can kind of start with the you know obviously high school is a whole different ball game because of the, the control. But I know college is talking about having the tournament in a bubble, so all the 64, 65 teams will be in a bubble. I think between two stadiums in Indianapolis somewhere, so they'll play their games one half of the bracket to play in one stadium, another half of the bracket to play another stadium, and they'll be able to bubble those guys for the whole entire NCAA tournament, which I think is beautiful. Great, great. We'll get good quality ball. We'll, you know, we have the tournament. I'm hoping that we're at a point that they can have the COVID a couple of weeks before, get the get the, the vaccine, and be able to play normally where we can get fans and stuff in there a little bit more so than not. But if not, at least at least NCAA seen they can they're going to take that action. Right. I think with the NBA, man, I think it's so difficult with the NBA to monitor some of those players. I mean, you got to think. You got you got guys that are 22 years old, instant millionaires, between the age of 22 and 26 year old, instant millionaires, and you're asking these guys not to go out and to confine them. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying you shouldn't be smart about it. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm I'm speaking also from a, a, a you know plus 40 guy, plus 40 yeah. 45 guy. You, if I was 20 years old and I had a million dollars, I don't think you can tell me too much what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do going out and going to party and going to see everything. So, I mean, I think the NBA needs to figure out um, a line to be able to help those guys maintain themselves because we are finding those instances where, you know, one player catches COVID and then they're down to only eight players playing. I think yeah, I, I mentioned this before. Yeah, I think – but to me, though, I also think they got to be smarter. And I think a lot of accountability should go, go on the player. This is what I would what I would propose, and I don't know if I discussed it with you now before. I think what they should do is a rotation system. If you catch COVID while you're participating in the NBA, or you break protocol, you should go down to the G League, and they should bring somebody up for the G League for at least ten days. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, and I was I was uh, yeah. I was I was shocked by that because I mean I think but but in a good way because that that's an interesting proposal because I think that'll put that'll make it real for for a lot of these guys that you know. Yeah, you're making, you're making this some serious money to play this game. We ask you to do two or three little things to make sure that you're safe and your team's safe and everyone around you is mm-hmm. safe. You break those rules. Well, look, but I I, I, I could those take away five thousand yeah. dollars from you, but you probably got that in your wallet with you right now. So let mm-hmm. let me let me send you down two or three levels and and, and bring some more humility in in, in you. And, exactly. And see what it's like now, because now you know we're not playing with this. Now, now this is serious because you're no longer on CBS Sports or, or, or Fox yep. Sports. You you on uh, C-SPAN? Or, yeah. Or yeah. you on PBS this week because you 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 chose not to listen to us. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think I think it'll bring some not only humility. I think you know taking away that paycheck for two weeks, Man. ten days. And letting somebody else get there, get an opportunity to shine at the next level, or get an opportunity to play and get into the rotation and play, I think it, it'll be great for the NBA. I think it'll be a great lesson learned. I think it'll be great for the G League, you know, to have some players going. And I think it'd be great for everybody. And now, I, now don't get me wrong, because somebody caught it, you know, naturally, that's different. You know, some, you know, they just happen to catch it going through the airport or whatever. However, they get did get it. That's something different. But I'm talking about guys that break protocol and go out and do their own thing and go into these clubs and doing all that thing, you know, slap those guys in the face, man. That way the NBA doesn't lose any games. They don't have to forfeit any games. Bring some guys from the G League, the test the test negative. Let them get in there and play. At least the games keep going. We don't miss it. We still have our season, and it keeps going. And I think that would set a precedence with kid guys like, you really want to break rules and do things bad in our league? Look, we, we, got op- we have a mechanism now to shoot you down there, just like baseball does. If you do bad in baseball and they don't like what you're doing, it 
take yeah. you down to the minor leagues. Back to, back so, to double A, triple A pony. And then look, mess yeah. up one time and go. <laughs> yeah. So, so why, why, on, why? playing in the cactus league. You know, <laughs> you mess up one time. <laughs> you ride the bus. You ride the bus for seven hours instead of catching that, that, yeah, that private jet. You don't get so, that limo. God, yeah, God. so I think uh, I think if they did something like that, just to kind of like you know what we you know th- th- also let the players' association know, hey, you know we mean business when we tell you guys not to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I think if they did that, I think that'll kind of that like like I said, that'll start to show some more accountability. That'll make some of these guys mature a lot faster. And like I said, it'll give new guys opportunity to showcase their talent at the highest level. I love it, man. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, th- those yeah. are the. I think, you know, the things that all the competition committees, the rules committees will we'll be talking about during the offseason for, for all the sports. Right? Mm-hmm. Again, just, just trying to deal with and, and I'm kind of tired of saying this the new normal, but, you know, de- dealing with the, the, the things that we got to deal with now. And I think they'll come up with curative ways to keep fans safe, players safe, coach, every, everyone that's in the building safe. Um, I think I even saw that they had the most players at the. No, I'm sorry. The most fans at the game today, uh, I think it was the Kansas City game, right? Then they've had all, season, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With the, with the COVID protocol, right? So they, they've been able to screen folks, spread folks around, out, and things like that. So starting to get to the point where we're getting to some normalcy. I still mm-hmm. need it. Still need everybody to go out there and go and get that shot in your arm when you, when you get a chance. You know, it, you know do the research, but uh, yeah. we, we recommending that you do that. I'm I, I'm gonna put that out there, but. Uh, once we get past that, we still need to wear the mask for a little while, but still do that. Just be safe. And, and if you choose to not listen, like you say, my number, there's got to be some consequences for folks who choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I just think I just think we got to take, like you said, we want to get back to what we think, what we deem is going to be normal, what we want to be normal. You have to follow some type of protocol and some of those actions. And like you said. Every, I'm gonna tell you. I think me personally, the shots. Everyone's gonna have to get the shot eventually. It's gonna. This is something that's gonna have to be done. <laughs> I told everybody I mean, last night in this house. I said everybody in this house <laughs> will get getting shot. Look at <laughs> yeah, we just gotta. We, we waiting a little bit to see how everything turns out, but everybody gotta get the shot. I said, so no question, y'all getting shots when, So when the shots take care and we and we, we figure we back at a, a certain place, I think we still like you said we have to follow the initial protocols. We got to figure things out. We got to make sure everything works, and then I think. Sports will become back to normal, but before sports become back normal, I man, everyday life has to become back normal. Yeah. You know, we, we still, I mean, just because we see sports and you know we applaud sports and these guys, we think about, man, there's still people out there, man. Life is not normal at all. You know that you know people that live in there that don't have access to get to these hospitals, that won't have access to get to these shots right away. They'll be the last on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, people that got family with all this sickness, I mean. Let's not forget that there's still people in these hospitals. These hospitals are at maximum capacity. We got to deal with life before we can deal with sports. That's true. You know, I mean, and we got, and we got to, I mean, in California, it, just getting our kids back to school is going to be a challenge. Yeah. We got we to we get our kids back just going to everyday school. You know, and I, I know, you know, we talked about it again. Let us play. That's the big, that's a big thing. They want kids to play because of the, the, the mental health. And they want kids to get back to some type of normalcy in their life to be able to compete in sports. But again, we got to get kids just back in school in the seats, man, in front of a teacher and, and, and feel safe. And the, I, I'm tired of the argument, me personally, I'm tired of the argument. Oh, kids don't get sick. They won't be sick about it. They, they're fine. It shows the research that they don't get sick. I get they won't get sick, but they can be asymptomatic. That means they can still spread it. And they, since they don't get sick, doesn't mean their parents won't get sick. Doesn't mean their grandmother won't sick. Doesn't mean their uncle or auntie doesn't get sick. And if we're dealing with dealing with certain certain cultures, 
and I mean, you know, Latinos, Polynesians, for for example, they live with generations. A lot of them live with generations of family. They live with the grandmother in the house. They live with their aunt and uncle in the house. So can you imagine a young man just because he wants to play football or just because you as a coach want them to go play football is asymptomatic and comes back and spreads this to his family and something happens. I mean, for as many as much as I and, and I'm in it, man, I, trust me, I, my son is a senior. I want him to play football. I really would love him to have love for him to have a season, but not at the expense of somebody's life. And I'm not talking about his life. His life is going to be fine. He's he's young. He's strong. He's going to get over it. But I'm saying what the expense of my son comes catches it and brings it home to my wife or brings yeah. it home to his grandmother. You know, are you guys going to be shouting that same thing? Let us play at that point. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, when it hits when it hits you at, at your house, right? Yes, when, when yes. It directly relates you because let me tell you something. And we get me and my wife get emails from my son's school multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Do positive COVID tests at the school, either student or instructor, and mm-hmm. they've got to quarantine for X number of days. So it's it's out there, it's running rampant. Yeah, we we had the situations. Yeah, with all, all the gathering holidays, right? The the Halloween, the Thanksgiving, the New Year's, the Christmas, all that. And folks didn't want to pay, pay attention, and now it's starting to you know, trickle out there that folks are starting to get uh, get get uh, infected. Yep. And you got different variants that are popping up, especially here in our state, right? You know, you got mm-hmm. you got just more aggressive strain. So, I, I agree with everything that you're saying there, man. Right? I mean, there, yeah. there has to be some ad- adherence to some of these guidelines to make sure that we yeah. can all get over the finish line. And, and, and you know, it's funny. It's fu- it's funny because I was discussing the other day. I'm not. I think the cause is right. Let us play because I do believe kids should be competing in sports and be able to actually play. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we got to also, and I understand they say they want to follow protocol, but pro- protocol right now, I don't think that's been fully figured out. Not in the team sport like football, you know, or not in not in a lot of these team sports. What is the full protocol for them to participate in a sport, especially when you travel to somewhere else? Because just because you follow protocol or you do something that you deem that is right doesn't mean the team that you're playing against has that same thing or those same parents are going to be able to have that same thing. I do believe that needs to be definitive. Now, I will, I will point the finger at CIF, me personally. I'll point it at CIF. And I'm talking about California only, every far about there. California, that's the California Interscholastic Federation for all the sports right. in the state. Um, I pointed to them because I think they should have took a strong stance on when sports would either happen or not to happen and quit moving the needle. I think more people are so frustrated with them moving the needle than there are with them taking a stand. If they would have took a stand and said, you know what, we are definitely going to have sports on February, you know, no matter COVID or not, we're going to have, we're going to go with it and we'll follow protocol and we'll go, we'll go strong. People will say, okay, fine. We accept that. Or if you say, you know what, we're not having any sports. Unfortunately, guys, 2021, there will be no sports. And they should have announced this a long time ago. Then people could have found themselves options to play other sports or for their kids to participate in sports, whether it be club or go out of state or something like that. Yeah. I think that's where more of the frustration sets in. Um, but I think we got to understand this this thing is real. And I had a, and it's funny because I just had a, a, a young man that's, that's a football player at Cal that I know he has COVID. He was like, COVID's no joke. And I'm like, wow, you got you caught it. He's like, yeah, I caught it. And I, yeah, I'm going through it right now. You know, it's, it's, it's not it's not what people it's, it's not no joke. So I don't I'm not understanding sometimes the high school mindset is like or these people's mindset is like if the NFL can't really figure it out and they have billions of dollars, college again, multi-billion dollar industry, they can't really figure it out. High school, who's always in the red, you're telling me all of a sudden you have the answers in California to be able to figure this out and do it protocol ways where people won't get sick and we can have football. I just wish we would kind of take a step back and not just think about 
that portion of it. We need to think about the whole overall portion before we start really, really pushing the agenda about letting them play. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong, and I, and I don't want people to give me misconceptions. I do want them to play. I really do. I wish there was a way that we can get all the kids out there and play. But I also believe we need to acknowledge that there is a lot of risk in doing yes. this and making yes. this happen. I, I tell you what, I mean, if I'm, I'm going to see if I can get you an action item. Uh, and if that gentleman would be interested in coming on and talking about his experiences of going going through the diagnosis, going through whatever yeah. protocol, and you know, if he's if he's able to and if he's willing to, that'd be that'd be mm. a great conversation to have for the audience. Again, someone someone who from the sports world, someone who has now been infected or affected as well, and know what's he do, what what he's doing now, kind of these next steps. I mean, that that would be an interesting story. Yeah, I think yeah. That would, love to hear tell so i'll, I'll reach out to him definitely yep. you, you yes. kind of got some homework here tonight guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, man. i mean it's so much going it's so much going on in our state man you know with yeah. with, with, with everything and i you know like i think la is the highest uh, highest count death count now with almost a million yeah. people passing away yeah, from, this, not, from this disease not a great that's not a great number to have yeah, yeah, yeah. no one wants that record but yeah that's, that's no one wants that record man and no one and uh, i want everybody if they can um they were talking, you know, the let us play matter. And I know we're going off on high school sports. Sorry, everybody. But I mean, I think the coach from uh, Crenshaw High School, you know, he had an interesting article article in the L.A. Times where he was saying that uh, he has a lot more to worry about than, you know, let us play. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of summary of his article. He's like, I have a lot more to worry. I got to worry about, you know, my kids been to have Internet to do their homework. I have to worry about food on the table for these kids. I have to worry about, you know, their parents getting sick. I got to worry about everything and all the stuff that's going on besides, you know, just letting us get on the field. And I thought it was a real interesting article coming from a coach, you know, this in, uh, you know, in a fluid um, 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 mixed cultural community saying, you know what, I want to play football, but that's like the last thing on my mind. And I think a lot, I think a lot of people are scared to speak out against the let's play movement because they don't want to be ostracized by all the coaches that want us to play. But again, he sees, he sees a bigger picture. And I was, I really, I really like the article. It's in LA Times. I can't think of the coach's name, but it's from Crenshaw High School. If anybody want, you know, Google it. It was a real interesting uh, article about him saying that, and I, and I believe he was right. He's dead on. I mean, some communities, some places have to worry a lot more than about just letting us play because if some, if something does happen, if there's a, if there's something that, if the, the, the risk really outweighs the opportunity at that point. Because mm-hmm. the risk of something happening could be devastating to one to one of those kids or one of those families, more so than someone that can that has the money could afford if they kid get sick they can isolate them in a the room and be on with it and, and, keep, and keep life moving. So it, it's it's got some interesting dynamics with everything going on. There you go. Yeah. Look, all you gotta do is yeah, say the word. I, I can I can do a you quick little search. Look, you know you, you don't see the hands moving behind the behind the curtains, but here, here yeah, those articles in the L.A. Times. Yeah. Coach, uh, Coach Robert Garrett talking about that. So yeah, know, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link to this article in the show notes on, on YouTube so folks can check this out. Absolutely, man. Great article. So it's, it's short but sweet for guys that don't. But, I mean, he, he really talks about how, you know, his his community is being affected by COVID. And like he said, there's a lot of things that are a little bit more important than uh, let us play movement right now. And I think he's going to – and me personally, I think he's going to catch a lot of slack from it. But I applaud you know, the brother for even talking about about it, especially on a big platform like LA Times. Hey, sometimes you got to have those uncomfortable conversations with folks, right? Yep, absolutely. Let me see, brothers. So man, we, we we got into it with some COVID there, but you know, again, <laughs> hey, we, we talked we talk the social impact of sport. 
Yeah, you know, that, yes. so yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the sport, the the score, and everything. We'll, we'll we'll make fun of my Steelers for for falling off this season. We'll, we'll talk about oh my goodness, Brady is doing his thing. It's thirty to twenty right now. Uh, Man, tail end of the fourth. Um, and that might be. I mean, speaking of that game, that might be. This might be Drew Brees' last game. He's talking about possibly retirement yeah, at the end yeah, of this no, game. Steve, so. So going back to that, those types of things, this this could be that swan song because you got you got, you got Breeze and you got Brady. I mean, how many times can these two Titans go out there and do it? It's, it's like when yeah. Peyton was out there with them, right? I mean, this this could be the last time he walks off of that off of that field. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, football, uh, society, politics. Let's roll all of those up into one. Mm. Uh, Coach Belichick was supposed to get the Medal of Freedom mm-hmm. last week from 45. I guess I won't say his name. I hear you. Uh, yeah. Coach Belichick said, you know what? I I, I uh, humbly decline that. I mean, that, that's 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 the award for any civilian to, to get from the highest office. You know, mm-hmm. man, people try to get that for – look, you, you can't just get that. Right, yeah. you, you, that, that's that's the one, right? That, that's kind of the one. And, and Coach yeah. Belichick said, "You know what? Even though the owner of my team, Robert Kraft, is is a, is a big supporter of, of forty five, I, being Coach Belichick, may have some ties and some, some relations and some things with whatever the case may be. But you know what? After a certain point of time, you forty five changed." <laughs> or or we, we've fallen out of out of out of kilter, out of alignment. And even this great distinction, this great honor, I'm going to have to humbly decline. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's warrant warranted. I mean, I think he he sees, you know, let's be honest with you, Bill Belichick represents something bigger than himself by being the head coach of the New England Patriots. Yes. He represents those fifty those fifty-four men. And I'm talking about the guys on practice squad as well. Those 54 men, he represents them every time he goes out there. And let's be honest with you, um, at least 70% of have been of color that's on this team. So how what a slap on the face would that be if he went to accept that award from someone that's talking to submit, you know, this this racism talk or talking stuff a lot of racist talk or really pro, you know, pro whatever he's being. Um, I think that Bill Belichick saw that and, and decided I don't want to be a part of that right now, not under his reign. Um, I believe it was the best thing for him to say in, in during football. And if I'm not mistaken, Bill Belichick was also a supporter of Kaepernick's situation. I don't think he ever was against it. I think he was all, he was okay with it. I'm right. um, going right. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was, he was okay with it. And I believe that's, that's, that's just shows what kind of person he is. And which is, which is tough for him. I think, right. Cause again, you got someone like the owner of the team craft, mm-hmm. who look, is, oh, the avid supporter, avid look, supporter who's at Mar-a-Lago playing golf, who mm-hmm. get, gets caught up in his own little situation. You know, you know, craft got caught up in some things too, right. Having, yep. having, having the wrong, having some folks yeah. at, at his house <laughs> doing some things. Yeah. Uh, but Belichick, right? He he's standing in there. He's the guy in front of the, the team. Those, those men tell him, do your job. You know, mm-hmm. we, we believe in process. We believe in team. There's no eyes here. And he's saying, look, I, I can't do this because again, I got all these, I got someone like a Cam Newton, as mm-hmm. boisterous as he is, right? As flamboyant, you know, the big hats and and the and mm-hmm. the, and, and the Stacey Adams shoes, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got those types of folks that are looking at me for leadership. 
Yep. You're so right. what would it have been if, if Belichick had gone up there and smiled and got that got that medal? He would not have been in. He would have been in. Go back and lose I think you get you get a backlash, and now you start to get people start to lose respect for you because you you went that way. I mean, Belichick, like I said, is a representative of his team. His team is a, a majority of color, people of color, whether it be Latino, Black, Polynesian, Filipino, so on and so on. He represents those those men in that locker room. He has to be able to show leadership in that locker room. How I'm going to show leadership when somebody I feel that I've been oppressed against? Yeah, you you can't, you can't because now we're not in this, we're not in a situation where you can force me to do anything. I you I I am either willing to follow you or I'm not willing to follow you. And at this point, if you do something, I'm not willing to follow you. I don't want to be a part of what you're doing, or what you what you stand for. And then now that. D- dissolves the whole more fiber team. Now it's different with the owner, Mr. Crab, because he's not on the field with them every day and they can distinguish. That's my paycheck. That's the person that's paying me, but this is the person that's leading me. You know, I don't mind yeah. accepting my paycheck from him, but from him, if he's going to cut me a million dollar check, I'll go ahead and gladly take that from him and he can believe whatever he wants to believe. But the person I'm going to choose to lead and play for me, I, there's got to be something different there. You know what I mean? That's true. So I, I think, think I think uh, I think he did the right thing. He did the right thing, obviously. Um, and I applaud him. I applaud him, uh, you know, ten times over. I think he's probably one of the greatest coaches ever to play football. So he sees the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys, man, he he's, he wears his, you know, even though he doesn't have very many facial expressions and he don't very smile very much. The dude, he, the dude's a mad genius when it comes to the X's and O's. I, I bet Belichick is just I mean, look behind the scenes, behind the camera. I, I bet he's just the life of the party, though. I, look, I, I'm sure he <laughs> he can't be that stone cold in the face all the time. I, I'm I'm sure he's. He's got to have some personality, or again, he he wouldn't be able to resonate with the folks for so long that that it does. Yeah, he could be a hard nose. You know, mm-hmm. Coach Tower was was always yelling and spitting and cursing and everything. You know, everyone respected him. So, and I, I, yep. I, I honestly think the same thing with uh, uh, with, with Belichick. He, he he's what he is on camera, right? He, he's, mm-hmm. he's up there, very stone faced, barely answering questions at press press meetings. But get him in the locker room. Not around the cameras. Get get him mm-hmm. get him out there on the field. He he's he's he commands the respect and it resonates with his players for long term long periods. Because again, you, you can look at someone like a Brady who grew up with Belichick has now mm-hmm. taken that same mentality over to Tampa Bay and is now yep. probably taking them yep. to the uh, divisional championship game. Yep. Uh, and and no, it's funny that you say that because I was talking to you. It is going to happen because it's one minute left in the in the game and and they're still up by ten. So, but but it's, yeah. it's not over till it's zero zero. So it's it's funny you say that because you see Brady's mannerisms now as a quarterback, kind of the same as Belichick. He's very common, but when it, when it comes to a time to show him respect, you'll see Brady get in someone's tail or get somebody's butt. I think Belichick's the same way. He will get in your butt if you do something wrong. He will he will get on you until you get it right, and he will make sure you get it right or you won't be playing for him. I mean, you got to think this man is coached the Randy Mosses of the world who couldn't make it in the system, the Chad Ocho Sinkles who couldn't make it in his system. You got you got you know and those and uh, wasn't God, who, who's the other dude. Uh, Randy Moss, Ocho Cinco, um was out the league for a while. Uh, kept kept uh, kept training, wanted to get back into the league. Wide out. Um, he played for the Niners. Owens, Terrell Owens. 
Oh, did Owens play for, for New England? I don't think Owens made it to New England. No, I don't think he made it to New England. He made it to Buffalo. He didn't play for New England, that's though. Right. That's right. Okay. But yeah, yeah those types of folks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but I mean, Ocho Cinco, Hall of Famer. Um, eventually be a Hall of Famer. You got Randy Moss, who is a Hall of Famer, arguably the best receiver in the league. And he had a hard time struggling yeah. in Belichick's offense. Yep. You know, he, he, I think he only made it there for two years. They made it to one Super Bowl. But then after that, they, he released him. You got, you know, hey, you got to go. Where you have to be, he's very commanding of what he does and in, in his craft, which is okay because that's how he gets everyone's respect. You know, he turns guys, he turns guys that, you know, the Edelmans and the West Workers of the world who normally probably wouldn't play as much to superstars, you know, in his offense. He made Gronkowski, Gronkowski a, a superstar. Yeah, he made, unfortunately, I don't want to say it here in Hernandez, he made him a superstar, you know, based on his situation, <laughs> but he made him a star. I mean, he, the guy was able to, to, to create. Create guys That's that true. look, you know, you found found something about each of these yes. individual players. They, they got the talent to make it to the league, and and found a way of just just ex, exploiting right that, yes. that talent, that capability. Put put him in there and just run, out, let him run some quick slants. Right? And, and, and the crazy part, and the crazy part, he, he gives guys chances. I mean, Danny Woodhead from Chatteron State Division Two went there, had a, a great career in New England. He gives guys that those underdog, hardworking. Guys, a chance. Let's let's I'll be honest. Brady wasn't a superstar at the University of Michigan. Brady, Brady was not a superstar. Brady, yeah, Brady came run. Well, he, he could. Yeah. <laughs> his forty time was yeah. a little high. That's 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 true. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, but uh, Brock was dropping passes tonight. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah. They got that uh, W. They got that W. Yeah. They got got <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but I'm I saying, but I'm but I'm saying. Yeah, Brady. Brady was Brady wasn't a superstar in Michigan. He and he wasn't a superstar when he first got to New England. He had to back up, back up Bledsoe. Yeah. Finally, found his rhythm, understood the system, and then he took over. And now he's become the great person he is. But I saw because of Belichick. Belichick believed something in him, saw something in him, gave him, you know, taught him the system, and then he just grew with him as to become, you know, one of the great, the greatest, or one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the football, play football. And, and, and I, you know, I think the life lesson in all that, and you know, I always kind of, kind of bring it back to that because again, we're talking about the social impact of sports, not just sports, sports mm-hmm. thing. But respect the process, respect the the grind of what you got to get 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 done. Right? You, you've got these playbooks; they're not just there for you to use them as coffee table uh, ornaments, right? I mean, sit sit there, go through go through your playbooks, understand that, look at the film. Right, you, mm-hmm. you always you always hear about these cats, especially the superstars, right? The ones that are that are that are leading the charge, always on on the grind. They they they're in the gym early. Gym mm-hmm. doesn't open till four o'clock. They there at three thirty, right? Mm-hmm. Wait waiting for them to come with the keys to open it up. They're the last ones to leave. Mm-hmm. Put in that work, so you can excel, because 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 that that innate God given skill is going to get you so far. You yep. still you still got to show up every single day to excel above that and that's the only because again everybody on every single professional sports team is amazing right i'll take it i'll take it one percent in your profession period you need to do that whatever exactly. you do exactly should, that, right? that that's a skill that's a skill that should transcend over anything you do in life if you yeah. want to be a family man you you need to be the best family man. You need to do your research, understand what it takes to be a good dad, understand what it takes to be able to raise a wonderful family. You need to be that in every aspect of life. I think that's what we're talking about, what separates the good from the yes. great. The great prepare and listen and learn. You know, the good are just athletically talent. You yeah. know, there's talent and they learn and listen a little bit. But the great ones, I mean, 
it was funny. It's funny you said that when, while you were talking. I was thinking about uh, Westbrook. Westbrook, they got traded to the yeah. Wizards. Yeah. Uh, the basketball player. The day he got traded. The day he this is crazy. The day he got traded, he was in Washington practicing at 6 a.m. that morning. He got on the red eye that night and was it he didn't go check in the hotel. He didn't go look for a house. He didn't go do it. He went straight there to the gym to be at practice at six. And they didn't start practice till 8 a.m. He was there at 6 a.m. working on his game, learning, learning this craft, learning the offense there. And I and people can argue about Westbrook all they want, but he's one of the great. He's gonna be one of the greatest yeah, guards he's, he's because he's a triple. Man. He's a triple double machine. Um, so the, he's working. He's working on this craft to get become one of the greatest. I think that's one of the mindsets that some people, a lot of people, need to take over, take in, and that take that in every aspect of life. Life, you have to be able to practice and prepare, listen and learn, True. in order to perfect your craft and whatever you're doing. And that's mm-hmm. anything. That's anything from you know, you know, to a guy that's this on the corner to a guy that's in the corporate America. It's everything you need to practice, prepare, and learn your craft in order to be the best you can be. I, I tell folks that they always every all the time. I said, look, I do not want to be the smartest person in the room. If I, if I'm that person, I'm in the wrong room. Look, mm-hmm. I've been in my field for a long time. Got a thick skin. You got to have a thick skin to be in technology and, and to be into in sales and pre-sales. But look, I, I am always, I, I, I walk around with my, with my notebook all the time, right? <laughs> I, I will write down some answers, some questions, and I will ask those hard, hard questions to try to, again, continue to get better, to, to, to continue to grow, because uh, that's, that's the only way that you can get better. And share that. Once you, you know, don't, don't, don't be that person that holds all that knowledge to yourself, right? Be willing to share that with someone and yep. just give freely of yourself when you have some knowledge. That's how you can elevate everyone around you. That's, I Absolutely. think that's the real, that's the real story in all this. Um, yeah. I, I, I believe, I just believe we, we got, we, you know, guys in general, people in general have to be, be better at that. Um, and, you know, I think, very great great at it and some people are so great at it but yeah. at the end of the day at the end of the day you gotta practice and learn from your craft and learn from others i don't understand i want to learn from somebody successful i don't want to learn somebody that's just want to learn from somebody that's, that has more than me so i can achieve what they're achieving i want to learn i want to hear how you failed and got back up right i, I don't want to hear yeah, that yeah. you failed and just stay down like yeah. i, I want to know yeah. how, how to avoid some of these pitfalls and by someone yeah. who's already and gone I, through some of these pitfalls yeah and i think i think man i'm gonna tell you right now all the young people looking at pride is overrated please private pride pride is so overrated I Hold mean, on, that, that, that's going to be the title of, of the of the, yeah. of the, of the, of the <laughs> promo that I put out right there. Pride yeah, man. Pride is overrated. I'm telling you, pride. Don't be afraid to ask that question because you think you're going to look stupid. That's too much pride in you. Ask that question. Ask how they got to what they got. Ask how they doing, how they doing. Ask what, how they got, how they got to be great, to be great. So you come great. I can't stand when you, people are so prideful that they don't want to ask that question because they think they're going to look, you know, the, the term stupid or they're going to look like they're not smart. Man, that's pride talking to you. Ask that question. Prideful people, every prideful person I probably ever met doesn't have a lot because they're usually bitter. Mm, that's true. They, a lot of them are bitter. The most mm. prideful person that you know is probably a bitter person because they don't want to ask. They don't want to reach out their hand. They don't want to extend their hand to either gain or give knowledge. I think that's so overrated. I think you really got to humble yourself, 
open yourself to learn. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not saying don't have pride in your culture and all that. That's different. That you're supposed to have pride in yourself. Yeah. Understand, but you shouldn't be so prideful that you're not you're not willing to open yourself to learn, or to listen, or to give information. It shouldn't be that way. That's why I think. That's why I do that. We we, we dropping. I hope somebody y'all better be listening to this because we dropping. You know, let's get some subscribers. Let's get some likes or whatever the case. Because you're not gonna get this anywhere else, God dog it. Let me throw this up here because uh, again, we 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 really trying to blow this up. We we trying to provide back to the community. So opportunities are available to either come on screen, be with us. As you saw, I put the link out. So anyone that was wanted to be brave enough to get on the screen and chop it up with my man, Mr. Allen and myself, you can always do that each show. Uh, we are going to be coming more YouTube focused as opposed to other platforms, because again, that's where most of the audience is and we're going to continue to curate, but we're going to be as, as available to folks as we possibly can. Um, we have two other topics, but uh, I want to be cognizant, first of all, of your time. And I think one of these topics is, is timeless. So I want to save that topic until, until next week. And okay. Okay. I want to ask you this week, kind of as, as a final closing conversation about, uh, and this one may be the most controversial one, right? Um, okay. Hiring in the NFL now right uh opportunities for top level positions not just oc not just dc not just mm -hmm. running back coaches but we talk about the head coach mm -hmm. urban meyer lot, well so a lot, lot of folks went out and interviewed for a lot of positions a lot of folks got let go relieved mm -hmm. a lot of folks in the headline got fired and one, mm -hmm. one thing that you made particularly clear in a post, I think you did either on Facebook or Instagram, you, you made real clear distinction to some of the coaches that got let go, relieved of duty, parted ways versus coaches that got fired. Yeah, that terminology fired is an authoritative, coming mm -hmm. from an authoritative standpoint, and let go or mutual mutual agree to separation that comes from an, an a mutual agreement kind of situation it's not authoritative it's like we came to a common ground and we left i think and i'm not blaming the owners that wasn't on espn espn's twitter was feed had posted those things and said hey the african-american coaches were fired and all the white coaches that were let go and caucasian coaches that let go they had parted ways you know they came to a mutual agreement um, and yeah. one, like I said, one is a, one is coming from a point of authority and one is coming from a point where it was a mutual separation. I think that's wrong. I think if you're going to report on any level of the same action, it should be the same. You know, both should be either fired or both should be let go or you should say they all had a mutual agreement yeah. to let go. Because um, yeah, words matter. Right. And words, words matter. matter. And, and we, we, we really see those types of things. And again, when you make that distinction, kind of, kind of like Corey is saying, right, those, those are facts of that. But, you know. You say someone was just let go, relieved of duty, or we decided to go separate ways. Okay, okay, yeah. you, you can go find something else in any any anywhere else mm -hmm. you want. But mm -hmm. when we say, brother, you've been fired from your position. Wow, yeah. I mean that that yeah. brings a lot of weight, a lot more kind of. Yeah. So so yeah. talk, so, so, so talk to us about your feelings about because a lot a lot of coaches got interviewed for. You know, yeah. The first one that's been filled is Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But your boy Urban Meyer. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, and not not to knock Urban Meyer. He's a great coach. I'm glad Urban Meyer hired, hired is hiring a lot of African Americans on his staff. Um, but 
Eric Bieniemy to me obviously is probably the most qualified person for a head coaching job in the NFL, and then Brian Leftwich comes right after him. And neither one of these guys seem to be getting going to get hired for any one of the positions. Um, I think the NFL, in my in my opinion, we, we can work for them, we can do everything for them, but they don't want us to lead their teams. Just like we don't have any we don't have any black owners in the NFL. Um, they don't want us to be a part of that for whatever reason. Um, I think that's going to change over time. I do because we, we we're slowly but cracking. We're now we have a black GM at, at Detroit, and they're starting to they're starting to recognize that there's things there. But I mean, there's things in other cult, the other uh, you know all races and all that. I believe and I truly believe you should hire who's the best qualified candidate for your job, especially. If you don't, you hire who you feel is the best qualified. But I find it very hard to believe that the 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 interim coach uh, Raheem that was in Atlanta is not qualified after he Atlanta, you know after he took over the job they at least went five hundred with limited skills. You can't tell me Eric Bieniemy who's probably going to either go who's went to a Super Bowl and might have a chance to go back to back Super Bowl when I have an opportunity to get a head coaching job. Uh, Brian Leftwich who's been a great offensive coordinator. Is not going to get a chance to get all get a, get a head coaching job. I don't know why our job jobs when it comes to us are so limited, and they give these other jobs that have been historically bad or guy or, or Caucasian coaches that haven't proven to win all these other opportunities. I love the 49ers defensive coordinator. I'm glad he's a Muslim, and I'm glad he got the head coaching job at the Jets. Um, I think that's a great hire, and I, I thought that was a great hire. But again, I don't I'm not understanding why BNME and those guys weren't considered for that job. Um, and I'm not in a boardroom. I don't know. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not going to I'm looking at it from the outside in. it could be more to it that I'm missing. But it doesn't seem that way. And that trick was all the way down to, to college and high school as well. Yeah. In college, there's not a lot of African-American head coaches. It's it's not. You got some HBCUs yeah. and you the power in the power fives. It's very few. As a matter of fact, there may be only like two or three. And that's amazing to me. Like. We have all these athletes that you're coaching that are African-American and Polynesian and Latino and so on and so on. But yet we can you won't allow us to lead lead them in battle going on the field. And I, I don't want to use that terminology for war people, but I mean, going in to compete. Um, I don't understand. And it trickles down to high school. I don't know about where other communities, but if you look at the grander scale, inner city schools may hire some African-American coaches and, and Latino coaches and Polynesian coaches. But you go out the greater screen of places. Most of those head coaches are white, even in the high school realm. So I'm not. It, it, it's something. It's something that's really there, and it's not. It's not. It, it is systematic, Corey. It's systematic, and I don't know. I, I'm. I don't have the answers how to break it. I don't. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know how to break it. I don't know how to crack it. I don't even know how to make them see something different. Um, except that if, if we start to see something different and talk about it more, so I, be, I do believe there needs to be that's more. The way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Open conversation about yeah. it definitely, and, and address the elephant in the room. We can't. We got to quit ducking the elephant in the room and say something about it. I do believe they're doing more so in the NFL now, saying it. But I mean, I don't know if you noticed it, but I've noticed it. Eric Benemy's talks have died down. He was the hottest thing going in probably week week twelve. Everybody, he's going to be the next head coach. Next head coach. All of a sudden, it's gone away. Here we here. What do you say? Here we go with the government. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't but, saying government, man. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying, Corey. I'm at, saying, at the end of the day, though, I, I think yeah. you're right. You, you talk about the fact that you know how do we uh, make these conversations known, and that is by having these conversations, by having these awkward, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, uncomfortable types of conversations. Yeah, like you mentioned, we're not in those rooms, but perception carries a lot of weight, right? Because what we see is again, yeah, we, we can be out there running and sweating and, and and doing all of the things on the field, on the court, on the pitch, on the diamond, wherever the case may be, but we can't be the one 
called draw drawing up the plays. We can't be the one leading the team from a head coaching position or from a general manager position or even from like like, like an ownership position. Mm-hmm. Why is that? We, that dialogue does need to happen, and that needs to be that needs to be uh, a, a focused conversation. What I do like, so it, it's happening in bits and pieces. Like what I do like is what like the uh, Florida Marlins did. Derek Jeter brought in Kim Ng. She's the GM. Mm-hmm. Woman, minority, GM for Major League Baseball team. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things hopefully will have a domino effect in some of these other major sports. Yeah, yeah, we've seen some uh, some, some some great strides in, in coordinators and assistant coaches in like the NBA. Pop's got a assistant coach that, that took over for Woman, a couple yeah, weeks mm-hmm. ago when he, when he got ejected. That's a good move. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. not that he got ejected from the from the from the game, but the fact that you know, you know, he's got someone on on his squad that can take over. Uh, I know the I guess the Niners, right? That they've got some some female uh, OCs or DCs Coach. or mm-hmm. coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Good move, but but again, they got the talent out there. What's the name? Walter. Um, one of, one of the coaches' last name is Walter, but she she's out there and she's she's making some big things. These are the folks. These are the folks that definitely have put in some time. Need to get that opportunity to at least have that interview. Maybe, maybe they are having the interview that, that we just don't know. But I think we do need to know. We, I, I think it will help us to know that someone different is getting a look at as opposed to getting hearing about the same old hat folks that are getting jobs. We don't have necessarily have a problem with Urban Meyer. He did great. He's got national mm-hmm. championships. He's had a couple of things that go on outside of the side of his uh, professional life that, that didn't that didn't look too good. But now here he is, head coach in Jacksonville. He's building he's building his, his squad and he's got his team and, and you know he's about to take on that, that large role. Somebody different needs to start getting those opportunities. You know, it, yeah. it's time. It's time. You know, let, let's let's touch base a little bit on that on the baseball thing with the Marlins, and I and I do. Um, let me just start <laughs> Corey's own one right now. What is it? Oh, you got to leave the barbershop, man. Yeah. There, there you go, brother. I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Corey. <laughs> but I mean, there, though, right? let, let, <laughs> let, let's talk about like the Marlins thing. Like, and I do. I applaud them hiring a woman and hired. I think she's a minority woman too. Is a mm-hmm. the way to be the BGM. I think that's great. And I know baseball is a, a big, large Afro Latino market. Very big. I'm saying. My my question is why are we hiring why why are we looking at male males as well you know males males coming in that well Afro Latino males to be able to manage the market to be able to understand and navigate that nothing to take away from her I'm I'm glad I'm glad she's gonna she's gonna open up a lot of doors for a lot of people but I'm saying why are other teams doing that that are also looking for GMs or managers yeah. and, no, and going with other going with other sports I mean I'm 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 so happy for women making a stride but when is when are we is African American females going to be able to get the same opportunity to run the same race and make those strides as well? Because let's be perfectly honest, you know, hiring hiring the woman, and I applaud you. And I'm not I'm, that that just kills two birds two birds with one stone when it comes to the gender as well as the, as well as the minority buckets on their on their checklist. You know, and it it, yeah, it does it does it, it's, it, it, you know. it does in 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 reality. But I I think Jeter being the owner, Derek Jeter, I, mm-hmm. I, I think he's. I think, I think he's, he's forward thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah. I think he's forward thinking. I, I agree. I, I don't think he's looking at having kind of token members on his staff. I think he's actually looking for the right person. So, but I, I agree with you, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. kind of fills two check boxes by having. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so that high level position. But I, I think this was done for the right reason. Though. No, no, no. I, I, I think she's like I said. I think she's going to open major doors for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to do some amazing things. I think she's going to be able to build a team. But I'm, I'm asking, when are the, you know? 
Latino coaches are going to get an opportunity? When are black coaches? When are Asian coaches? When are all of us going to get the same chance to run that same race and get in? Because as she's breaking barriers, but I think we should have been broke those barriers a long time ago. Yeah. Me, in my, my personal opinion, I think we should have been, you know, in in an in ownership position, or we should have been able to have been in those head coaches' positions a long time ago. And we're not getting those getting those same chances or opportunities or accolades. And as far as the women in the NFL, I applaud them. I, and I know one of them. I know the one that coaches in Tampa Bay. She's awesome. She knows her exes. and oh, she's on top of her stuff like no other. She's a very passionate about football, and she's she's just she's no she knows her she knows her stuff. And I think that's great. I think all those doors should be open for everybody. It shouldn't be just, you know, it shouldn't be one concentration. I think right now the hot ticket is concentrating on women and, and, and putting them in those positions. And I, and I applaud that, but I mean, we got to figure out where, where can we get in that same line as well to have the same opportunities, not necessarily maybe get the job, but definitely have the opportunities to be able to interview and fill those roles as well and show mm-hmm. how good we are yes. in, in those same positions. Um, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna come. Like I said, man. I think the discussions are being there. They're, they're talking about it. It's moving at a snail pace. You know, it's moving at a snail pace. But I just can't believe. Back to the NFL. I just can't believe that Byron Leftwich and Airbnb guys that gave their body, their soul, everything they've been able to do. You're right. Basketball is the number one sport for inclusion. Yeah, you damn right on that one. They're they're them and baseball. Baseball's doing a pretty good job too. But base basketball's number one. But I can't believe uh, back to Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy, who played this sport professionally, who's been coaching in the leads all these years, who's done everything, gave blood, sweat, and tears into these organizations in the, in the, in the game, and they're not able to give an opportunity to become a head coach. Yeah, you know, tenure's one thing, but you can't believe in tenure because the Rams coach is what 30, 30 some odd years old. He ain't never played it before. Uh-oh. He's a head coach. You, you, you know, you mess with McVeigh now. Got, got, I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> not, 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 no knock on him, but you know what I'm saying. Don't give me that no, tenure argument. Yeah, I don't give me that tenure argument yeah. or somebody that has to be in the lead to do it. That that guy has never played NFL football and he's never been in the lead. He just his dad coached for years and they gave him the head coaching job. He's a great coach. He's doing his thing, but I'm saying. Don't slap me with a tenure when you do something like that. Don't don't give me all these other excuses when you make exceptions for other people to do it, but you don't you won't even give us an opportunity to knock down the door or open the door in order to do it. And I think that's just a that's just another a black eye on the NFL. It is, man. Since they dropped the ball on the Kaepernick thing, we've been seeing time after time how to just keep dropping the ball when it comes to race issues, racial discrimination issues, or issues that pertain to people of color. They just keep dropping the ball one after the other. Let's, and let's, we let's, and we keep supporting and we keep supporting it. Unfortunately, you know people. Yeah, keep supporting and, and, and I think Tallboy, who who made made a mention, Corey said, yeah, you know, make, make sure you put some some props on my name there because you know he said, uh, you know, don't don't call him by his government name, but okay, but we gonna we do we call him Tallboy. Oh, Tallboy, I got you. Let's, let's <laughs> I forgot that was Tallboy, man. That's yeah, my man. I'm sorry that's, about that's, that, bro. I couldn't notice the picture. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, Tallboy. Let's have that discussion because we we had a conversation round table with athletes already, right? Talking mm-hmm. about kind of the struggles of being an athlete coming up in the league, and then especially the struggles of being kind of a uh, of a minority athlete coming up in the league, going from amateur to, pro- to professional. But let's find a way to kind of segment this first, right? Get coaches, coordinators trainers, whatever, let's, let's maybe start at the high school level or the amateur level and have that dialogue here on here and then kind of elevate that to semi-pro and then pro and, and really get their perspective in this forum because because sure. we can sit here and Monday morning quarterback it all the time. We, we can be the sports pundits and we, we can we can ask questions of ourselves in the audience, but 
bringing someone who literally is in yep. that situation on a day-to-day -day basis, I think, you know, help us get some perspective and, and really see how they feel. Cause, cause yep. they, they may feel slightly different than we feel about. about I, absolutely, I would love to see through their lens. Right. I want to see something through yeah. somebody else's lens. Absolutely. Because my lens is very narrow. It's Montel Allen lens. Yeah. I want to see somebody else's lens definitely just so, so they can show me a different way or how's a different way of looking at it. So, so talk to us about this this question that you just put out here, Corey. You know, so then why do you support? I, I I don't understand that question. Why, why do we? He's saying why why do we why, since we're having this argument? Why do we still support the NFL? I believe, or why we still watch sports when we know all these these things are happening within within sports? Um, I I agree. I mean, I, I I really don't watch the NFL as much as I did did before. You catch me every Sunday watching every game. I don't watch it as much. I don't. And, and my fault. I haven't completely boycotted. Colin Kaepernick was going through his thing. I boycotted it before, but um, I don't have an answer. I really yeah. don't. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have an answer. I don't have an excuse why I yeah. don't boycott him. I'm gonna say the same thing with me, right? I did it for a minute, but but yeah. but again, uh, came back and just started and, and and started watching playoffs, started watching championship games, things like that. Uh, but haven't been as locked in. But 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 you're right, right? Because because the question that he was he was making there, stop supporting with ticket sales, hit him in the pocket. I mean, make 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 it hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can sit here and talk about it all we want to and, and say we're not going to do it. But sure enough. Right. I had ESPN or I had Fox on a few minutes ago watching the game, make, making sure I saw what the score, what, whatever the case would be. So still feeding, feeding the machine, feeding the machine. Mm -hmm. and, and you're right. We, need, we, we more folks need to step up to the plate and actually say we are not going to support you if you don't make these 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 changes to the system. If you don't give us straight answers as opposed to why there doesn't seem to be any as much equity again when, when, when there are certain folks that are out there again running around the field running around the court sweating you know doing doing that hard work but you don't see anyone in the ownership management coaching leadership levels of those teams brands sports whatever the case may be mm -hmm. that's a question that folks need to start asking that that really is a question we need to start asking yeah that's that's a really good question what do you say? When do so we we do it to us when we don't <laughs> like a moment? That's boy, my pastor used to say, <laughs> boy, you 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 bring bringing up some things there. Like my pastor used to say, make it plain. I like that. Hey, oh boy, you gonna be on the show next week? Sundays at six o'clock. We come to your team. No sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brother Montel, look again. I'm I'm cognizant of your time. You got some folks behind the behind the curtain in your house there that they got uh, they're waiting for you. you oh yeah, you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get back to them. I'm gonna get back I, to I them to settle. Do so. <laughs> tall, tall boy, man. I hear you, man. And I, I mean, I'm I'm be the first. I'm, yeah. I guess I guess I'll be the first one to admit I'm somewhat of a hypocrite. I guess I can talk to walk, but I ain't walked all the way to walk. Um, on on, on those things. Um. Small businesses, though, I, I try to support. My wife is very advocate about supporting those. So that one, I'm, I'm a little bit more because it hits more home. Yeah. But as far as uh, the big juggernaut and the big thing, the big ones, man, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guilty as charged. I can't, I can't. So next week, we'll talk about that one topic that that we left off. We'll talk about. I'll, I'll ask: Are you actually going to watch the Super Bowl? Don't answer. Don't. Hey. don't. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if your team is playing. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. One's gonna be, no one's going to be in the stands. Do you really want to see the weekend perform? Uh, I, I don't. Don't answer. We're going. We're going. We're going. Just. We're going. Just lay that out there and let that marinate. 
right? We're gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna right, I got you. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Brother Martel, what I'm you honest, got, brother man. Tall boy, I'm good. I'm good. I won't tell toy. Yeah, tall boy. I'm honest, man. I'm, 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 I'm. I shoot from the gut, bro. I'm on me. As far as what I got going on, I got a lot of, you know, my NBA sports thing is going on. Really, yes, uh, yes. connecting with a lot of kids. Um, trying to go in the power of no when it comes to recruiting. With my, with my Zoom calls called straight from the horse's mouth. I let all student athletes get on the phone call with actual college coach. Should be very transparent with the questions and talk about the reality of recruiting, especially during these COVID times and how it's affecting the class of 2021 and 2022. Also, I'm talking a lot, a lot about, you know, still my argument about Division II football in the state of California. Um, I do believe it still needs to be able to come back because there's just, you know, they're cutting off a lot of opportunities for, for a lot of people by taking it away. I'm not quite sure what other states are able to have it and we're not able to have it. And, but, but again, we need to get back just to life with the COVID stuff. We're not back to regular life yet to fight a lot of those battles just yet. Those are just discussions I want to be able to spark, you know, some knowledge about. And then once life kind of starts to get back to normal, the dust kind of settles, settles with the COVID and we can start to get back to some type of normality, then I'll hopefully be able to be able to re-involve re- those discussions and come back and then get some answers. I love it, brother. I love it, man. Positive. You know, just doing things, right? And just, just that's yeah. why we know sleep, right? Because we keep it moving. Yeah, no appreciate sleep. You, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Look, man. Tall boy, tall boy, not, man. Not appreciate it. Yeah, 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 man. Tall boy, tall boy, man. Salute, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. Always keeping us on our toes. I love, I love it. I like that. I can't wait to talk to you next week, man. You know, I know you yeah, hold things down in Atlanta. He, yeah, he's gonna be on the yeah, show next week. He, no, he's no, he, he yeah. gonna be on the show next week. He itching right now. He know he want to come on right now. But, but <laughs> he, he gonna, I'm gonna make sure that he he find a way to get on the show with us next week. So yeah, man, let, let, let's have my brother man on there, man. But James, you have a good one, man. I'm gonna go celebrate my daughter's birthday. Continue that, and then uh, we, you know, no sleep. We will be back next. We know seven days, man. We'll be back That's with true. ten toes on the ground and ready to talk, talk and chop it up. I'm gonna leave it at that. We out.